You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. It's a Ben Burb special this week, we're delighted to be joined by two guys of the Ben Burb team. We have the assistant manager Ian Gray. Ian, it's a pleasure to welcome you back on, thanks very much for doing this. No worries Scott, anytime. Pleasure to have you on. We're also joined by one of the, the star players at Ben Burb, Lee Duncanson. Lee, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show, thanks very much for joining us. I've met. It's a pleasure. It's really looking forward to doing this. Obviously, it's been a, a wild season so far. We'll just t- talk a bit about the season. Sat in 11th in the league, seven wins, four draws, 10 losses. Ian, we spoke to you at the start of the season, and you, the main prerogative was obviously to stay in the league, but it's went well so far. You, you must be kind of happy with how things have went. Uh, I think I are reasonably happy. I think looking over some of the games, some of the games, the, the way they've went, we probably should have more points in the board. I think our performances are probably um, dictated that we should have a few more points and we've actually got a lot of really tight games um, that we've lost by the odd goal that we probably felt in the balance of play we deserved at least a draw or maybe a win and just maybe about a bad finish and about a bad luck, good goalkeeping, a couple of dodgy decisions with the refs, but I'm sure all teams get them over the course of a season. Um Aye, but it's, it's going reasonably well. We're not getting carried away. And um, we say to you at the start of the season, our main objective, as for, I would say, the vast majority of the teams, apart from three or four at the top, yeah. is to stay in this league and consolidate as a, a Western Scotland Premier League team. And that's still the objective just now. I obviously, it's that's been the kind of, it's one of those wild seasons where kind of staying up just to target. Lee, how have you found the season so far? What's been kind of your overall thoughts in the league position and kind of certain games, Ethan? Is that big you want to talk about? Like Ian said, it's, I think we've been doing well overall. Like you said, um, results probably haven't been fair at times. Like you said, we could have maybe took draws, we maybe could have took wins when we haven't. But then when we have played well, I think we've been really good. Really good. Against some of the teams who you would deem being probably the better ones. Like winning not that long ago, I thought we were excellent in there. But again, Ian says a lot of people would think we'd probably just try and stay in the league. I think we're better than that. I do think we're better than that. We should be looking to be better than that. But as you say, uh, seven teams are good in this year. So uh, I would probably agree staying in the league would be a fair achievement. Aye, obviously we'll get into obviously game by game talking about the season so far. Oh, it started well. I won now at home one over Rob Roy. Ian, was that the best way to start off the season? Great way. I get three points on the board. First game is always every team's game. Um, and again, against a team who you would probably expect to be around about where we are in the table as well. You know, these are games against teams like Rob Roy, etc. Uh, are one of the ones that will define our season. And that's no disrespect to Rob Roy. They'd probably say the same about us. Um, so that's a great way to start. Um, get three points on the board. We've got a lot of new players and we've got a lot of young players. Um, I think it's sort of proved to some of the guys that obviously they're, they're capable of playing at this level, uh, which we knew they were more than capable of playing at this level. Um, but it just gave the guys a wee bit of confidence right to the start of the season. Yeah. Lee, what was your thoughts on the first one over Rob Roy? Was that a good way to kick off the, the new season? 
Yeah, definitely. It was vital as well. I think we spoke about it even on that day that a win on the opening day would be massive. And like Ian said, Rob Roy, who you would probably deem to be round about us in the league. Uh, so definitely a, a big win, that one to start with. I don't think it was the best game to be involved in. Off the, off the back of my memory, it wasn't great. I don't think it was a massive amount of quality and probably wasn't great to watch either. But the fact that we won that early in the season in the first game was a good start for us, I think. Yeah, obviously, and it carried on well. Uh, I now know a way draw with Troon. Ian, was that a game where maybe the, on a different day you maybe picked up a win? I think uh, I felt we should have won that game. Uh, again, there was, as in the vast majority of the games, there was really nothing much between the teams. Um, but I think we had the better of the chances. And if I can remember rightly, a few minutes before the end, I think we got denied a stonewall penalty for a handball. Uh, which one of these ones where the reference if he was about to give it and then sort of changed his mind. Um, I think at the time, again, Troon will be one of the, the other teams that will be down around about us as well. And a way point in this league is, is not a bad point. Um, but again, on the reflection of play, I think we probably should have maybe sneaked a win there. But I don't think we were particularly disappointed with the draw. Um, yeah. it, was a, it was one of those games where there was nothing much in it. As I said, like the vast majority of the games in the league, it was a really tight affair, not a lot of chances. Um, I think we had one, if I can recall, later on where the boy put the ball in the net. It was a quite a close offside call. They'll probably argue he was on. We argued he was off, you know, so it could have went kind of either way. And then we had that, the penalty where you're hoping for a wee rub of the green, which we never quite got. But um, at that point, we, were, we certainly were no more disappointed, certainly, especially with the way the boys had performed as well. Because any venue in any other hard to go to. Aye, absolutely, yeah. And obviously, he's built on that pretty well. We are now now draw to go and take three points off Coburnley at, at Bemba. That must have been a massive one as well, obviously, coming off a, a good start. Leave two wins and a draw after three games. You can't, can't argue with that, can you? Oh, you cannot. I think in the Coburnley game, I know it was a last-minute winner, which is brilliant. I think it was a header at the back post, and it was, it was just great. I mean, I got a game with Bob Batlin. It was each peach eight times. I think they started to come into it the second half as well. If I can recall, they were pretty decent. But then, no, a last-minute one as well, and then you've got seven points in three games, so you've chuffed with that, especially yeah. that days of the season. I think that was a game where the boys go in, we gave away a needless free kick at the edge of the box, and you just know with the quality he's got, that nine times out of ten, he's going to put it in the top corner, and he did. And that brought it back to two each, and then... Uh, Lewis Lovell scored a great header at the back post in the last minute and no better feeling to win a game when you score the last one at winner. You know? Again a, again against a club who are going to be around about us on the table. Yeah, and then obviously going, going into the, the Blantyre game, Lee, what, what happened that day? 3-2 defeat. Was it one of those games where you could maybe say on a different day it could have went either way? Or what was, was it a disappointment to lose that game? Yeah, definitely. It was a disappointment. Uh, we were pretty good the first half, if I remember. We were decent. We were on the front foot. We were creating chances. We moved the ball well. And then the second half, I just didn't think we were that great. I think their two strikers caused a bit of problems in the second half. They were decent. And in the first half, I think the boys scored a world day, a free kick in the top corner. But again, the game of two halves, we thought we were getting good in the first half. Second half, we probably won these great. We're getting decent chances, but it's just, it's not, didn't really be a massive threat in scoring. And again, their two strikers were pretty decent in that second half. Mm-hmm. Ian, that Bl- uh, Blantyre game, was it difficult to, to take that after a, such a good start to the season? 
Uh, it was, but as Lee said, I think that's a game where we, we, we definitely didn't deserve it to win that game. You know, if we'd have took a point, possibly would have been a fair result, but we, we never deserved to play the game. The second half, for some reason, we just never performed. And as you said, their two strikers caused us a lot of bother on the day. Um, and they were, they were the most likely, I think, uh, to get the victory that day. I don't think we can really have any complaints when we're picking up anything there, which was a disappointment after such a such a good start. Yeah. yeah so. And then obviously after that, you keep this home run going pretty well with a three-two one over Bonnet and Lee. It was hard fought, but it was obviously good to get that result after the the first loss of the season. Yeah, definitely. I think the main focus was to get back to try and get in points. Primarily winning, but again, just points. And I think we went about that pretty well that day. I think we played really well. I think the goals we scored were pretty good as well. So it was nice to get back to actually winning and getting good points from the board early in the door of the season. Ian, was that a big win, that Bonneton game? It was, aye. Um, and we were 3 0 up that day. I can remember and Bonneton come back into it. Um, so it became a wee bit tight at the end, although I think again, under the, the balance of play, we should have been. Out of sight there, well out of sight. Um, we got a few jittery moments at the end when they got a couple of goals back in the second half. Um, but again, that's that's three massive points against a club that again you're expecting to be running about the same area of the table. Um, of you, these are these are games, especially at home, uh, where we've got to be winning. Um, and you should probably come into a few other games after this. There's a few better with a few disappointments. Aye, but obviously, before we get into the the wee difficult run, a massive 3-0 away win at Glenafton. Lee, it's, Glenafton's one of the hardest places to go to in the league, but that must have been a... What went right that day? It must have been a great win for you. we just done everything that we set out to do really well. I remember, to be fair to him, Scott Jarvey was excellent that day. He played wide left. I think Lewis was maybe injured or suspended, and he played wide left, and he was excellent. From the first half, even in the second half, just went about our business really well. We managed the game. We moved it well at times. We were quite direct at times when we noticed it was on. And in the second half as well, I think it was Gospels. Uh, Gospels first game in loan and he was good. He was, pace and he was causing problems. But overall, to a man that day, I thought we were excellent. Yeah. Ian, what went right against Bernafton that day? Was that a big, big result for the coaching staff? Uh, I think it's, I think as Lee said, just everything. We never had a failure. And there's very few days you get that. And I think just for the start, start to finish, we totally dominated the game and were well, well worth our win. Um, and again, I think it, it gave the guys a bit of belief that you can go um, in Ayrshire, especially East Ayrshire, where you're coming up to the Talbots and the Glens and get a result. Because yeah. um, that, that was an absolutely brilliant performance. I was obviously speaking to a lot of the Glens guys after the game because I know them pretty well. You know, and they had absolutely no, no complaints with a fair a fair reflection of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but obviously we're going to the wee run, the three defeats in a row against Rutherglen, Ross, Phelan, Largs. Lee, was that a difficult run to take in in the dressing room after such a good start? It was. I mean, back we've picked up sort of no points for three games wasn't great. I remember especially as Ross fell. I mean, early doors, they were pretty brave and trying to play in their own half, so maybe from by kicks and stuff. We were pressing and getting chances and we just wanted to take them. And then I think the boy scored a world day in the first half. I think he's doubled about 40 yards for a diag and chipped a goalie. And then in the second half as well, I mean, they're moving it and we were just we just weren't on it that day. I mean, if we took chances, especially in the first half of that game, uh, we definitely could have won. And we were probably looking to win that one because, no disrespect to Rossfield, we're looking to beat 
those teams, mm-hmm. especially those in the bitters, were looking to definitely take points for them. But no, it was a hard run. It was a hard run. Now, Ian, would you go along with that? Those three difficult games. What was the what was the thoughts of those three games as a whole? Yeah, I think that as Lee said, the Rochefield game. They they tried to play football for the back, and we were catching them, and we created chance after chance after chance, and just never took it. And then I think it was the boy Kindling scored a great goal right on half time, and then we came out in the second half. And to be honest, I don't think we were on it, and the game just disappointed. They just kind of petered out. Um, Glenn came again. I thought we dominated the game, uh, and it was disappointing to lose that. The last game down there, um, uh, I don't really think we deserved it in the last game, to be honest. Um, we had young goalie in who was only 17, because um, the goalie was, was missing that day. Young Kai, he's an excellent keeper, but um, very difficult, you know, just to be pushed straight out of the first team. Um, and I think the goals, the goals we gave away, well, the first one especially was never a penalty kick in a million years, even though the last guys were saying that. That was right on the stroke of half time. And then uh, the other two, I think, were, were a bit of defensive mistakes, boys, but we never performed perfectly well that day. Don't think we could have any complaints about not picking up anything there, but certainly the, the Rochdale and Glencairn games, we should have got something at the games. After that, it's the 2 2 draw with Bees and then a massive 5 1 home win over Troon. Lee, they're two big results, especially a Troon one. That was a massive, that must have a massive boost of confidence. No, it was massive. I mean, was, from the Troon game, we think we started excellent right away. I mean, we've scored a couple of goals early doors. I think we're, they're trying to play and we're knitting it. And then, contradictory to Rochefield, we're burying them early doors and just set the tone right away. Set it tone and they were sort of backing off and then we're playing and being direct. No, it did set us up really well. And Beath as well. Beath was a good result because in the first half, we don't think we were particularly great. We're more on the back foot. I think we had a decent chance. I think might have Scott Jarvie hit the post, but I don't think we we're in the game massively, especially in the second half. We were under the cosh a wee bit, and then we got. I think we got a penalty late on, which was massive. And then I think Flash scored, but no, definitely four big points there. Mm-hmm. Would you go along with that? Ian? four massive points. Oh, I did, especially the twin one. The twin one was another one of those performances where we were excellent. And then done it beat as well to go behind 2-1 and then, you know, give up and show the character to get back. And fortunately, we got, we got a penalty kick in the last couple of minutes, which we flashed by. Um, so that was, a, that was a decent point as well, because again, I know for all my years doing airship, Bees a hard place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I never got two excellent results. Definitely. Obviously, after that, the three defeats in a row again. To this time, it was Motherwell, Darvill, and Hurlford. Lee, there are three teams that were probably in good, and they were they were in really good runs at the time. Was it difficult to obviously come up against them? And did you kind of do you think you gave a good account of yourselves in those three games? Uh, at times, I'd say yes, we did give a good account. I mean, Darvill, to be fair, I thought they were very good. On a personal note, I hadn't played against a team like that in a while, a good couple of years. I mean, a team who had quality, but they were. Experienced, they were streetwise, they went about their business really well. So it caught me off guard as well. And it probably caught us off guard in the first half. The second half of Davo were a lot better. We were at them, we were causing problems. Lewis Lovren was excellent, he was driving. So, no, at times, especially in Hurlford as well, in the first half, we scored a good goal and we're going about our business well. But then I think it was a couple of mistakes at Hurlford that caused us goals. And again, in the second half, we maybe didn't take a lot of chances or create a lot of chances. But Again, these teams are decent, so no massive complaints, but I definitely thought we could have maybe get something at the games. 
Ian, were they three games? Did you did you go along with that? There were maybe three kind of games that you maybe could have got something out of. Medal game, definitely. Again, another ludicrous decision, penalty kick for them, which uh, which which killed us uh, that game. I definitely thought we deserved something out of that game. Dadville game, I go along with Lee. I thought I thought they were excellent, um, and up to that point, they're the best team we we come up against. They were well worth a two and a lead at half time. We scored. Um, Apparently, first minute of the second half, and we were a lot better in the second half. And then they scored, I think, a corner last minute. Um, and Hurlford, we were a goal down in the first 20 seconds or something. Defensive mix up, which doesn't help. And then we cried, it was one each at half time. And again, there was not a lot in the game. Um, and then they scored a couple of goals pretty late on. I think one again, another one was in the sort of last minute. I, I'm not too sure. The medal game, I think we should definitely have won. The Hurlford and Davo. That Darvel definitely deserved a victory, and I, I think Hurlford over the piece probably did as well. But uh, we were in, we were in both those games right up to the last minute, you know. Um, and there's always a chance when you want to go behind, you could nick something. Um, but uh, it just wasn't to be. But no, no majorly despondent because again, Darvel, um, you you'd be a club that's expecting to win the league. Yeah. Hurlford have been a club up at the top end for a number of years now as well, so. I know majorly despondent. I obviously after that it was two massive points at home against the Buffs and then the three three draw with Pollock. Lee, they're two big points as well against two teams at the, the top of the league. The three three draw in particular with Pollock, was it difficult obviously scoring three goals and no one in the game? It was. I wasn't playing to be fair. I was injured, but watching it again, Pollock were decent at times, especially in the first half, but the character the boys showed to come back and I mean, I think it was an especially in the last 10 minutes watching it. They were just intense and they were hounding them and they're just going about their business really well going forward. And you've seen that in Pollock, I thought. You've seen it that they knew we could be in right trouble here and they backed off and they didn't want anything to do with it, in my opinion. So we capitalised on that great, I thought, especially in the Pollock game. Ian, were they, good, they two good points for Tyler at home against two top teams? Yeah, again, I think the co-winning game, we deserve more. We were dis- very disappointed with nothing each at the end of the game. The Pollock game, again, I thought Pollock were decent. They were three up. They deserved to be in the lead, but I don't think they deserved to be three up. They made a few they made a few substitutions, possibly thinking the game was done, and I think it disrupted their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we scored in the 81st minute, you know, myself, Paul, Marty, Dico, we were all confident we would get something for the game, although we were still two goals down. And when we scored the second goal, um, I think it was the 87th minute, they, they panicked. I mean, they were slashing things everywhere, they were miscuing clearances, and I think they'd gone. And if the game, I think it went another five minutes, I think we'd have won it. Mm-hmm. You know, but the boys showed uh, incredible character. They come down for three, for three nothing down, you know, nine minutes left against a team who were sitting top of the league then. They could easily have chucked it and felt sorry for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a couple of signings just before that game. Boy Declan McDonald at centre forward and, and Ali Taylor in the middle of the park and both of them scored that day. So could be a sign of genius on Paul's part, you know, <laughs> junior signing, scoring and our debuts. Definitely. So, but we'll, we'll touch on two big wins as well, obviously, after that. 5 1 1 over Rossville and then a massive, huge 2 0 1 away to Cowan. And Lee, they must have been two massive wins for the team. They were. I mean, Rossville, again, went about our business really well, started really well in the first half got chances, buried them, I think I scored in the first minute, which set the tone really well, and then we just hounded them, moved the ball well, just 
causing them real problems. And it set the tone. They sort of backed off. They weren't enough face and it let us go and play and be direct at times. And no, great result overall, I thought. With Cole winning, I thought the shape was excellent uh, from a team's point of view. I think we're a wee bit low on bodies that day. And we know what Cullinan are like. They move the ball quite well. They look for sort of diagonal passes. So the way we worked the shape, especially down there, was excellent. Again, we got a couple of chances and took them, which I felt was a difference. And then overall, we defended, I thought, exceptional throughout the game. Yeah, no, great. Aye. Aye, they're obviously, they're two massive wins and they could be vital towards the end of the season, Ian, couldn't they? Oh, definitely. I, th- I would agree with Lee said that the Rossville game, we started like a house in fire. I think Lee scored after 24 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. And that just, that just set the tone. And, and to be fair to Rossville, they tried to play. They tried to get the ball down and play, but it wasn't happening for them and we were just pressing them and we were basically all over them. And went, I think we went two or three, we went three, one up at half time. And then second half, we'd be, be honest, it could have been any number. And it was one of our, our better performances. And the co-winning game, when he's right, we were, I think we were five bodies down. We'd, our bench was five under 20 boys for, from our under 20 team. Um, so really short of bodies. But again, that was another game where we never had a failure. And there's no many times that you can off the part saying that. I don't think our keeper had a safe to make in 90 minutes. Cowan had a lot of the ball in the second half, but the shape of the team was excellent, defending for the front, and the guys restricted them to long range efforts. And I don't think if I can, I don't think I can't recall Danny making a save in, in the 90 minutes. And in the first half, their keeper had two or three excellent saves as well. We could, we could have been in at the break four or five up. Um, so uh, they, were, they were great performances. I definitely, obviously, as well. After that, the the league run up to them was brilliant. But the last, obviously, two weeks, uh, two one loss at home to come, and then the the league leaders Talbot and Saturday a five 0 defeat. Have they been disappointing games recently, Lee? They two games. I'd say the come that one, yes. I mean, in the first half, we weren't really on it. I mean, we were only pressing. We weren't doing the things we usually do in the right manner. To be fair, the two boys up front for them were decent. I mean, the second goal in the first half, the boy puts in the top corner for about 25 yards. It's excellent. And they were causing problems. But again, I think we could have been so much better in the first half. And it set the tone better for us in the second because we scored a very good goal in the second half. And then I think we had maybe two or three chance, real chances in the second half where you go, we really need to be scoring them. And that had just, I mean, they would have won 100% if we take their chances. But if we started better, we come up, then... Definitely would have took points. And with Talbot at the weekend there, I mean, Talbot, I thought they were excellent. And they're very, very good. They were, the way they go about their business, I thought it was very good. But on our behalf, I mean, the goals we can see, they weren't the great. We were just slack. It was sort of quick free kicks, quick corners, and then paired with their quality, they just punished us. There was no put off the gas. It was just bang, goal, bang, goal. So preventable, but I thought Talbot were excellent. Ian, obviously the Cumberland defeat was was close at 2-1, but Saturday was for Talbot just far better on the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, much as it pains me to say it, Talbot are by far the best team we've played this season by a mile. Um, I thought they were they were excellent for start to finish. I mean, you know what you get with Talbot. We've played against them that many times over the yeah. year. You, you know how they play. They've got a style play and it's really effective. Every one of their, every one of their players knows their, their role inside it. And they can just they can bring players in and they're almost like identicals of the player they've replaced. But I I thought they were fantastic. Um, the goals, as Lee said, were it's a lesson for our young guys. We started with two 17 year olds in the midfield, 
an 18 year old at the centre back and brought in an 18 year old, so a lot of young players on the team. And it, it's a lesson for them, you know, quick free kicks, first goal, quick free kick, great finish, I think it was with the boy Wilson. I think he scored the one with the corner kick as well, but it was a short corner and they laid it back to the edge of the box and we've just not been switched on. Against most teams in the league, you'll get away with that, but not against him. He's cracked it right in the corner, top corner, you know, fantastic finish. But I think for five now looks like an absolute hammer, but we were quite happy with, with large parts of the game because we competed well with them. You know, for large spells of the game, I thought we'd done well without, to be fair, creating many real clear-cut chances. Um, but we competed well with them, you know, especially with a lot of the youngsters in the team. But they are, as I said, they're by, by far the best team we've played this season. Um, like the Cumnock game was, was a major disappointment because we were absolutely flying into that. And for some reason, we, were, we weren't on it in the first half. We should have been brimming with confidence and we didn't seem to be. They get a wee lift, obviously, with, with Gintz and Aitchie coming in. Um, and we scored, we scored right at the beginning of the second half. And then basically it was the odds. They, they took their two forwards off, went 4-5-1. And we had a number of chances and just, just couldn't score. I think if we did get a second, we'd have went on to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, a, that was a big disappointment. The, the Talbot one, yeah, we're, we're expecting to get in there and get a result as we do in every game, but... That result on Saturday won't define our season yeah. against Talbot. You know, Davo and Paul maybe in there that are in my shout of the league that will possibly define their seasons. It won't define ours, you know, listen to Talbot because they will win all the teams that are running about us. I would expect them to beat them as well. Yeah. The cup runs as well, we'll touch on them quietly before we talk about your careers. Uh, in the South, it was a disappointing 5 1 defeat in the second round, but the Junior Cup, the run was pretty good. A 10 91 in penalties over Troon. A very good 7-1-1 over Blair Gowrie in the second round and then out in the third round to Peters Hill. Lee, how good was the, how good was the Junior Cup run, first of all? It was good. I mean, the Trin game was excellent. It would have been great to watch as a, as a fan. I mean, it was end-to-end, especially in the second half. And then it goes to penalties and the goalies are taking penalties. It was great to watch. It was good to be a party as well. It was a good experience. Uh, the Blair Gowrie one was good as well. I mean, we went up there. We could have easily sort of been blasé about it. But it's not, we went about our business really well, done what we needed to do. And then the Peters Hill game, watching for the side, I thought they were decent to be fair. I thought they moved the ball pretty well. But again, we weren't really on it. And when we were not on it in the first half, we can struggle at times. We can struggle, but to be fair to Peters Hill, I thought they moved it quite well. And again, when they get chances, they, they scored. They scored good goals. So, yeah. Ian, obviously you've got a bit of history of the Junior Cup yourself. How important was it for the club to, to stay in the Junior Cup? It's always great to, to get a, a good run in the Cup. I, I don't think, personally, I don't think the Junior Cup is the Junior Cup as it was. Yeah. You know, when I played, it was the be-all and end-all. Mm-hmm. Nobody was in, obviously, interested in winning leagues and the local Cups and all that, but the Junior Cup was the be-all and end-all. Mm-hmm. I think since the introduction of the Super Leagues, and then was obviously getting into the West of Scotland, and a lot of clubs... No participating in it now, you know, I'll go in and Darvo and Clyde and a lot of other clubs. Uh, I don't think they renewed their, their uh, Scottish Junior FA membership, so I think it's been devalued a fair bit to be honest. But it's still great to get a run in it, and it would have been great, I think. The way that it is just now, you know, if you get a favourable draw, because a lot of the big teams are not in it, mm-hmm. you've got a good chance <laughs> of going all the way. Um, I never seen the Peter Hill games at COVID, so I, I missed that game, but. What I can gather for the guys, we were we were well beaten in the rain, had no complaints. So uh, the Blair Gowrie game was good, good game because we 
we had a lot again with a lot of young boys on the bench and we managed to get a uh, couple of them on the park. Me, Jamie McDermott was only 16 um, and he scored on his debut, um, which was great for him, great for us. Uh, and I think Jardy got a hat-trick that day and Lewis McTaggart, I can remember. But that was, that was a good professional performance because I know myself, these games are potential banana skins if you don't approach them correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a good professional performance for me. Uh, but nah, it's always disappointing to go out. But I think you know the opportunity is there to get to the later stages now. You know for for us, but not to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we'll we'll touch about your careers. We'll start with you. Ian. obviously you'd a a really good playing career. Obviously, your probably your highlight would be one in the junior cup with the Glens. Yeah, I had, I had ten ten great years down there. Um, we got a, I think it was six quarter finals, five semis, and three finals in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortunately, only one of them. The only disappointing is no one in the second, but the third one against Largs at Ibrox because 99 times at 100, we'd have beaten Largs. We were 1 to 7 or 2 to 7 favourites or something. It just, just wasn't to be. They were, they were a second division team at the side and the time when they were, I think their name was on the cup that year. Um, but winning it was uh, was, was absolutely fantastic. Um, great day, or a great, and then a great three or four days after it, celebrating. Um, it was good for me because I'd been down there for a number of years and Got to know a lot of the people in the village are quite friendly with them, and it was great for the village. Um, great for all the guys that supported the Glens all their life and had never seen them win it. Um, great for the local community because there are any stairs for a lot of these communities have been devastated. Obviously, a lot of ex mining communities and the, the junior clubs are kind of focused on the community, so uh, it was absolutely brilliant seeing you know the joy that it brought to a lot of people. Um, great for me as well because when you start playing. And I started playing with the junior football with Nielsen. You don't think you're going to get anywhere near a junior cup final, and then you get to you get to one, you get to a semi and get beat, and then you get a final and get beat, and then you're thinking. Um, but we uh, at that point we were pretty confident of going all the way every year. You know, roughly disassembled a really good side. Um, aye, but it was it was really it was it was fantastic. You open top bus and all that, and then. Or the sort of different, and um, it was. I suppose it wasn't just that night. It was right through the summer. There was all sorts of different events. You seemed to get something every other week. That's when I was still drinking. So I think I said, "Mister, that's all passed up. I'm not to be careful." <laughs> but I was, so, what was your kind of highlights? Who was this kind of some of the best players we were playing with at that time as well? There must have been some good characters in the dressing room at that point. That difficult. The whole, the whole team it was difficult to pick anybody. But big Alec Kennedy was saying a half should never have been playing at that level. We came straight for the Premier League for the Partick Thistle. Yeah. He was a cut above. Um, we'd be uh, Tom Brown. we Tom Brown that ended up going straight to Kilmarnock and then winning the Scottish Junior Cup with Kilmarnock and getting caps for Scotland B. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noggin Montgomery up front to get 60-odd goals. That's his 63 goals. We Johnny Miller who's went on to become a very successful manager with B. He scored the winning goal. Um, we Perley in front of me. The, the whole team like David McFarlane, who sadly is no longer with yeah. us, in the centre of the, the park, ex-Rangers player. Mm-hmm. So, if you go through the whole team, it was a, it was a fantastic team. The big Archie Halley on the bench, who was a bit of a kind of cult hero uh, with the fans. But, uh, it, was a, it was a great side. You could tell you about it was as well. We were all, um, you don't often get it, but we were all quite quite pally with each other as well. Yeah. Um, which you, you don't normally get that address from where everybody sort of kind of gets on with each other. Mm. Certainly on my time where most dressing rooms were full of characters and inverted commas. <laughs> but I mean, Lee, Lee you, had, you had a really good start to your career as well, obviously coming through at Parthic Thistle, then going to Brecon. What was your kind of early days of your career like? It was good. I mean, I went full-time at 16, 
till I was 18, but I was involved a lot with under 20s at the time when I was 15, still at school. So I'd maybe, I'd maybe leave a Tuesday and go and play reserves and then they would catch up in school. So it was good to be involved, especially for any play age. But when I went full time, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Just that environment of coming in and football being your job and get train every day and play games during the day. And no, I absolutely loved it. The two years I was there, the two years I was there was probably a bit poor opposite of one another. The first year was, I mean, brilliant. I was playing with guys like Kevin Nisbet and we guy Neil McLaughlin. I mean, yeah. real good players and we had a right good team. We had a right good team. We done well. But then in the second year, we kind of fell away. A lot of apprentices left. So, and then the apprentice uh, manager left in about Christmas time or just before it. So a lot changed. So we were maybe training with sort of three, four or five guys a day. Yeah. It was a bit different and the format changed a lot. So it was hard to adapt to it. But overall, the experience was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And I wouldn't change any of it. It was, oh, it was brilliant. When I left, I managed to go to Breakin. I went and tried out with um, Barry Smith, who signed me. Yeah. Barry Smith and Stevie Campbell. I mean, it was good. I went in at 18-year-old. I was playing some good fixtures. I mean, I think I played against a couple of premiership teams. Like the two Dundee sides, Ross County, St Johnston, Falkirk and Friendlies and stuff, and then the Betfred Cup, which was also a good experience. And I was involved as well. I was playing decent fixtures and getting good game time. And then I signed up, I done my groin about, I think maybe early October, just as Mark Wilson was coming in. Mm-hmm. And then the period that sort of came back and Mark Wilson was in charge, I struggled to sort of get in the team and get back to sort of a regular playing as much as I would. I still made a good amount of appearances, again, playing against good teams and playing with good players at that level, but probably looked to play maybe a little bit more that year. Mm-hmm. And then... Covid kicked in during sort of the March time, and then that was the season done for there. Aye, Ian was it always a plan to get into coaching, and how did you end up going to Benbob with Frank? No, I never had any intention to get into coaching whatsoever. Um, I think probably didn't go after me and me Johnny Miller were the two that were least likely to get into coaching. Um, probably the two that have been involved at coaching and managing the longest. Now. Um, no, I had no, no intention. Um, I've known Frank for since the mid eighties. I've been friendly with Frank for a long, long time. He came as a trialist uh, when I was at Nielsen. Right. Uh, Erskine Charity Cup game on a Friday night at Vale Clyde, and he came with a long hair and a big Frank's a part of moustache. Uh, <laughs> and he made, he made a bit of an impression. Uh, and I, I've been friends with him ever since. He came. He came down to Glenafton for a, a brief spell as well and played with us at Glenafton. Um, and then he was at Cumnock. And me and Danny Bone used to meet up with him and Andy Smythe, a few of the guys after a game in McDonald's Hotel and get a few pints and that. And um, so I, I've known him, as I said, for a long, long time. Um, and when I, I had a bad car accident, so 98, and when I come back after it, Frank was at Largs and I just went down to, just went down to train to get myself fit and ended up signing. Um, just as a player, never really played a great deal, but I was 38, but then I was just quite happy to be back involved. Yeah. And it was my other mate Rashid Sarwar who done it. it was Frank and George Wall and Rashid to, to done Rashid done most of the coaching. Um and then he decided to take a step back and I just I'm always just kind of stumbled on it, to be honest with Frank as, as player coach. I was player and then I became player coach and that's how I kind of kind of stumbled into it. And then um 
I've been pals with Tony McAnally since we worked together and played together again since the 80s. And he'd start again into coaching and he said, uh, if you got a team with a PE's assistant, so you get the Cumbernauld job. Well, I went to Cumbernauld with him. And then the Lanark job, uh, went to Lanark with him. And then you get the Shorts job. Uh, there was no option for me to go to Shorts, but that's another story. Um, and it worked out. And that actually worked out better for me because I ended up getting the Rossville manager's job. Mm-hmm. So I brought Rossville into the, into the juniors, basically starting a team from scratch with nothing, uh, which was quite an experience. And um, it's these well, two and a bit seasons there, done pretty well. The first season and the second season, and then I think the third season, we were me and my two assistants, Alan Armand and Davis, we were going to step aside at the end of the season anyway. I think we'd start taking it as far as it could go. We need somebody else to come in, but. We never got that far and we get kind of we get kind of bagged halfway through the season. And then obviously, because I'm pally with Frank, he'd, he'd asked us. Because he would, he would, I'd have been under the bends a lot sooner because he thought when Tony took the shorts job, because it was in the paper that all his management team was going to shorts with him. So he thought I was going there as well and never asked me. And I think he brought in Lee Barrett that time. Um, so I saw uh, that was nine seasons ago. It was Sam and Lee Barr and, and Anton Smith and myself joined initially as a coach and then we left and uh, ended up just me, Frank and Anton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have known, I've known Frank, as I said, for it's actually about 35 or 36 years now, when you think about it. Aye. And obviously yeah. now now he's, his son Paul's now the manager there. How What's the kind of similarities between Frank and Paul? Well, I need to watch what I'm saying here. Kind of totally different. Obviously, both of them are winners, you know. Um, Frank was, was one of the hardest guys I'd ever played with or played against, as in hard, no dirty, hard but fair. Yeah. He literally run through a brick wall for you. And, and the same with Paul and the same with Lewis. It must be a kind of loving trait. And they're all particularly good in the air. Um, probably Frank. Frank was probably a bit, bit more sort of old school, I would imagine. Paul's obviously come in. Um, a long, long time in the professional game and introduced uh, you know, a lot of a level of professionalism into the club. You know, the, the way the players are treated, all their training gears laid out, picked up, washed, you know, food after training, ice baths at pre-season. You know, basically they don't want for anything. Uh, I suppose having a new ground helps that as well because obviously we were in the old ground um, and we sold that and for a year we were nomads as well. Um, so I both similar both similarities as in both of them are winners. Um, Frank pretty much old school and his approach. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> Frank, you, you know, Pulis, you know where you are with both of them, but certainly with Frank, there's no ways like Gracie's about him. He's truthfully at fault and he's he's very he was very honest with the players. Um Paul's the same, obviously you look at both of them in the touchline. Um Paul's quite animated in the touchline. I think everybody knows that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that people can't see with their own eyes, but that's that's just because he's a winner. That's his style. He gets involved in uh, the you know the first whistle to the last whistle. He's kicking every ball, but he's actually quite he's actually quite calm. You know, away from the ninety minutes, you know, has his moments in the dressing room, but he's pretty calm. He's pretty calm. He's dealing with the players as well. Probably surprise a lot of people. He's he's not really a, a mad sort of rant or a raver. You know, he, he tells the players what he wants them to do and he gets his, his point across well. Yeah, there'll be times where he loses it. 
where we all do, but he's actually pretty calm. Um, and as I said, <laughs> it's been an experience with, with both of them, uh, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But Frank's, I've, I've got a lifetime of stories to tell other things <laughs> between Frank and, and Paul, especially Frank, you know what I mean? But I don't think I could probably tell most of them on, uh, <laughs> on this podcast. We'll maybe get one, maybe get one towards the end. We've got a wee question there later on, but Lee, obviously you've been into Ben Bob recently. How much enjoyed your time there so far? Oh, I've loved it so far. I mean, it was Ian's colleague Derek Rodden who encouraged me to come in. I mean, I worked with Eric in at Rangers, so it was I don't know maybe uh, during the summer, and he's like, "What are you doing with yourself?" And I mean, I'll just keep myself taking over, just cause I think the West of Scotland get postponed in the December. Previous to that, so I mean, I was just taking, keep myself taking over for months. And he mentioned to me that he was in a Ben Bob and would I be interested in coming to train? And I said, aye, definitely. So I came in and trained, I played, and then Paul took me aside and mentioned that he would like me to sign. So I mean, I didn't have any other, any other options on the table. I mean, I enjoyed it there. I liked the atmosphere, I liked the boys, I liked the way everybody went about their business. So it was a no brainer to just sign right there and then. And, Ever since I've enjoyed it. And again, with the gaffer, like Ian says, he is very animated in the side, but I, I think when he's not there, we miss him. We definitely miss him. I think his energy and it drives us forward. And again, like Ian says, he's quite calm off the pitch, speaks to you very well. His knowledge of the game is very good. I've learned quite a decent amount off him, especially how to manage the game, how to go about your business, identify, right, the game's going this way, I should be playing this way to merit the game so no overall enjoyed it so far brilliant we're now at the stage where if you've seen the show before we put you both in the spot in different ways we usually ask the member of the coaching staff some quick fire manager questions Ian are you ready to be put in the spot right fire away brilliant first of all Van Bronckhorst or Postacoglu Van Bronckhorst Messi or Ronaldo Messi favourite film favourite film Shawshank Redemption good choice best manager played under Best manager played under. Um, got to say Frank Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> Best character you've met in football? Best character? Oh, Christ, there's literally hundreds to choose from. Um, I don't know, that's a really, that's a really difficult one. Uh, oh, I don't know. i trying to think of all the teams that I've played with. Who's, who's been the maddest at the moment? Norman Montgomery at Glenarthur was a bit of character. Very good. Best best player played with? Best player I played with? Henry Templeton. Who's the worst? Worst player played with? <laughs> um, oh, don't know, that's a difficult one. I'll say Robert Race at large, that'll please Frank. <laughs> <laughs> win the league or win the Scottish? Yeah, Scottish. You can pack three players from other teams in the Premier Division to join Ben Bob. Who would they be? Oh, Leishman for the Talbot. Um, McCracken for the Talbot, centre-half. Mm-hmm. And Wilson for the Talbot. Talbot. Three Talbot players. Best yeah. player played against? Best player played against? Wally Johnston. Shown my age. That's very, probably the best answer for Jet. Could have been the best player I played with, might have been... Gary Mabbitt. Alright, was that? Gary Mabbitt Evan? Uh, Spurs. Spurs. Alright, Bristol Rovers. Put them down at Bristol Rovers. 
Very good. Uh, most embarrassing moment? In centre of Ibrox in a junior cup final. Uh, worst memory you've ever had? It's a long walk away, for the, a long walk across for the Govan stand. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll get some obviously a couple of wee stories later on. We've got a few questions to ask you. Lee, it's your turn. Are you ready it's for some teammates' questions? Ready. Brilliant. Ian, you can chime, chime in as well here. If you, uh, if you disagree with any of the answers, then please feel free to di- chime in. Best trainer? Oh, me. Um, well, possibly he's up there. Who's the worst trainer? Oh, there's a few. Uh, as in worst or thickest? Aye. Thickest has got to be Jarvie. I'd agree. We've got a few Jarvis stories stashes a bit later on, so he's he's going to be an interesting. He's going to be interested in the next five minutes. Who's the team hard man? Oh, I'd say Docko. I'd say Doc. He likes a good tackle. Let's see, Ryan Docky, hundred percent. Ryan Docky, most skillful. Vegan, gospel, They're pretty skillful. I'd say, hundred percent. Tricky. I'd go with Vegan. Quickest. There's a few again. Vegan gospel are quite quick. I'd say I'm pretty quick as well. Lewis McTaggart's quite quick as Jordan Ball can be quick as well when he gets gone. There's a few. Who's the slowest? This list. Scott Jolly's up there. Yeah. He's got it built, yeah. Uh, aye, maybe. That's Best it. character in the dressing room. Character. No, oh, there's a few to be fair. You know, I really like Javi. I think Javi is brilliant for the change room. Massive. Um, again, Lewis Lovren's good. Flash, Kiza, Livia, the boys that have been there a while. Doko, again, he's good presence with Doko. Aye, them. Who's the worst dress sense? I've not really seen a lot of the boys in the gear because we always go out in the tackies if we ever go on a night out. <laughs> so I've not had a good, I've not had a good look yet. No. I don't know yet. We'll find it. We'll get the team night out on Saturday night. I'll let you know. Very good. You can send us in the answer next week. Final question. Who's the teacher's pet? Pet? I'd go with experienced boys just because Paul likes them. We'll go Levy, Flash, Kiza. They all like Paul. Paul likes them. I really agree with that as well. Very good. We usually put get some dirt on the on the people in the podcast with some sources. It's not, We've never really had it in the show where we've had so many stories to ask about the same person just <laughs> basically been asked many things to ask us about Scott Jarvie who yes. wants to start who Lee give us a couple of Scott Jarvie stories Scott Jarvie um, very very funny very funny whether he means to be at a Disney I find him hilarious at times <laughs> uh, I think uh, the team night out after Blair Gowrie in the cup we were in a bar and there wasn't many as left. I think there was maybe half a dozen tops. And I was sitting beside Jordan Bow at the bar, and I've, I've looked across and I just see, <laughs> I see Javi just sitting there. He's selling made there with him, and he's full tacky. He's phone up to his ear like this, sitting there, listening to music. He's settled, blaring it, these songs, swearing, shouting, bawling. The wee barmaid skiing him a shove, Jack. Scott, Scott, enough, enough. He's shoving this. <laughs> The road, screaming and bawling all these songs, swearing. But oh, that was a good laugh. I liked that one. That was funny, especially when you're drunk. Oh, it's good to see. Very good. Ian, what's your favourite Scott Jarvis story? 
I've got a few. I've known him for a long time because I, I took him to Rossville and he, he was only a boy. He was at, I think he was at Stirling Albion and he got released and he went to Canberra Slang and I was probably the big wardy. I think they were in the Premier at the time and he wasn't quite ready. Enough. And he's always, he's always been a bit He's always been a bit daft. Um, when we got to Benidorm a few years ago, he turned up at the airport and I looked in and I'm not kidding, he had the Baldrick haircut for Blackadder. <laughs> As if, honestly, he get, I absolutely slaughtered him all the way there, across the plane. You know, Paul and the guys there will tell you they were in absolute stitches. It was as if he'd went to the dentist to get his haircut. You know? <laughs> Somebody just stuck a ball in his head. You're thinking, you can away to Benetton or the boys. Why would you? Why would you get a haircut like that? You know what I mean? And you know when you turn up, you're going to get absolutely slaughtered for the weekend. Um, he's some laugh over it. He's just, he's just daft. I mean, over in Benetton, having Livy ended up in a hotel, I uh, take that tribute night with all these mothers and kids, and I think both of them try to go onto the stage to sing. <laughs> you know, that he's, uh, he's, he's just daft. He's just one of the guys. Who's, Leo tell you, I don't know if he's an unconscious comedian, you know, if he's meaning to be funny, but just some of the things he says and just some of the things he does. Um, he's, he's really good, he's really good for the dressing room because you need, you need somebody like that in your dressing room to keep everybody going, you know, especially if you're going through a wee bad spell or something, you need somebody that you can get a focus on and get a bit of a laugh and especially if there's a bit of tension in the dressing room, you can, um, you know, you can help cut it, you know. <laughs> and he said, on oh, that thing, we played Canvas Lang a few years ago, uh, and we got an absolute doing, I think it was 9 1. And we came in, and he said, we get beat because of the shags, and I absolutely lost it with him. He said, you get beat because of the shags. Well, they kept shying to the guy, to get the boy at his feet and, <laughs> and turn around and score. And I said, well, would you not think I just stand in front of him then? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're, you're watching the same thing time and time again. <laughs> um, I think we actually practiced shies for about three weeks after that. I'll, I'll yeah, try to defend shies. Um, but nah, he's, 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 a good, he's a good boy to have about. He's been, I think this is his third spell, was, to be honest. Um, he's left a couple of times and thought the grass was maybe greener on the other side and then realised it's no um, and come back. We've got a wee serious question here as well. What is the next steps for the infrastructure at the club? Are the club looking to get an SFA membership in the near future? We are. Um, we're actually in the process of filling out the application just now. Okay. Um, I think, I know there's, I think there's 170 odd bits of criteria. I know it's a massive, mm-hmm. uh, a massive amount of conditions you've got to satisfy. But I think we, we satisfy most, if not all of them, with the grounds. The changing rooms, the academy, and obviously floodlights. Everything, I think everything's more or less in place. It's just a question of putting the application in, um, and then obviously getting the assessor out, and hopefully get the license and time to play uh, in the Scottish next season. Because that's another uh, that's another attraction. You know, when we yeah. want to get players, you know, that's another inducement for us because we're the best law in the world. We can compete. With, with some of the clubs, uh, if the rumours are able to believe to some of the money that clubs are paying. And again, that's none of our business. Clubs are entitled to pay their players whatever they like. You know, it's, it's absolutely none of our concern. But if, if the rumours are true, we, we, can't, we can't match um, the wages and offer. 
So we have to have other incentives to get guys to the club. So I think, you know, the park, um, the facilities, the professionalism at the club that, that Paul's introduced. We've also got, apart from myself and Paul, we've got Matty Campbell, who came in last season, and we've got Deco, Derek Rodden, who's come in this season, um, and obviously Doco as well, uh, Ryan Doherty's player coach. So um, Ryan, uh, Deco and Marty do the vast majority of the training, and myself and Paul will dip in and out uh, every now and again, but um, the sessions that they put on are, are absolutely first class, as Lee will tell you. Um, they're fantastic. Um, really detailed sessions and never boring, never doing the same thing twice. Um, and all that's an attraction to get players in. And then obviously with the contacts we've got, especially the senior contacts that Paul's got, if they're getting young guys in like Lee and that and they want to maybe go back up the levels, they know if they're performing well with us. Um, especially games against the Talbot and the bigger clubs, there's going to be a lot of focus there. Then we'll do everything we can. We've done it with a few boys to, to get them back up there. And that helps us attract players as well. And we've got a lot, for the lot of the 20s came in as well and played this season. We've got two of them as part of our squad now. They guys are in the 20s. And we've had five or six of them. There's other boys on the bench and coming on. So um, that, that's the kind of next step, try to obviously um, grow our own talent, so to speak, so there's a pathway through there, which there already is. Um, getting our licence um, to get us in the senior Scottish. Consolidating um, in the league and being a, a Western Scotland uh, Premier League member because we, we've come up through the leagues. It's took us, um, since Paul came in, we had three promotions in four years. It's took us a lot of hard work to get there. So we want to consolidate and then see where that takes us. I, personally, I would like to see us try and increase our fan base um, because we, we've got a small but loyal band of supporters that follow us everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see us try and increase that, but it's really difficult being a city club um, because obviously we've got Angels just on the road you know, and you've got, you've got the competition of the other teams in the city as well. And whereas I know for Glenhafton, where the team you know, is the focus of the, the community in the village and everybody invests in it, you know, the same way Talbot coming up Beath or whatever, it's a lot easier for them to increase their fan base, you know, and their fan base will go up, you know, if they're doing well, you know, increase substantially as well, whereas our fan base is pretty static regardless. You know, so that's that's one thing I'd like to see is increase over the years as well. Yeah, definitely. Lee, how excited are you for the kind of future of the club? Obviously, the, the plans in motion to get the, the SFA membership. How excited is the, the future for Ben Bob from, from your perspective? The fact that the club are going for it is, is massive. I mean, it will allow potentially some massive fixtures for the club, and that would be great. Like he says, to bring fans in, fans, and then making good money, maybe off tickets for other sort of senior clubs, and for the players as well to get the opportunity to play against some of the best senior teams in the country would be would be massive for us. But no, definitely, um, I definitely look forward to it if it went through and we got the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. But we can only wish you all the best for the season and for the, the future with the SFA membership. It's been an absolute pleasure to be both on the show. Thanks very much for doing it. Thanks for your time. No problem. No problem, Scott. Anytime, mate. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.